Welcome to How to Live Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd, a series to help us see who we are made to be so we can do what we are made to do. So by um, taking the risk of addressing our fears, we can actually uh, move into our best lives now, the ones we're created to have, the life that we can actually live, which is in the, which is in the present. And not to sound trite, but the present actually is a gift. It's the place where, we're, where our actions matter, our dreams can be worked on, our imaginations can be stepped into, our struggles can be spoken and even realized. And But we actually have this thing that we seek after like crazy. We have the choice. We have ability to make choice, which is something akin to having control. So the present is a gift, and that's why it's called the present. It's a present. It's a gift that we have. And we are all amazingly creative and we're amazingly created. And that's what could be so tragic because our past can be so powerful. Our amazing creativity and the where, we cre- where we're created, we can apply all of that creativity to not living the gift of where we are. And we're born with essential capacities that become the ability to dream of a future, to imagine it to hope for it, even to hunger and thirst for it. We can have a passion for our dreams and work towards their fulfillment because that's how we're created. But our ability is a two-edged sword, like we've mentioned, however. The amazing capability of imagining can also turn into a form of avoiding the lives we're living. It can be a fantasy versus imagination. To know the difference between fantasy and imagination requires a heart check. That heart check starts with a very simple question. Is my imagining about getting away from something or about getting to something? Am I working with the underlying thought that says, when and if I can get away from some specific place, then my life will be better? Or am I really asking something along the lines of, is this action what I need to do as the next step in living life fully? See, fantasy is a thing we do that we conjure up in our, our, our brains and that we take actions to fulfill, to get away from where we are. Imagination is, is the consideration of what we need to do next to get towards where we're headed. One is an escape from pain. One is a willingness to be in pain. I've spent a whole lot of time in my life on the when and ifs, the when I can get this done, and if I can get this done, then the pain is going to end. It's going to be over, and I'll get somewhere better. But I even remember when when I ran track in, in high school, I, I ran really hard. However, I ran to get the practice or even the track meet finished so I could be done. It was all about getting it over with. Of course, it, it made sense uh, to want to get it over with when when we were running 20 uh, 300s for practice, but, but actually that's not the point at the moment. I mean, I understand that there are things we do want to get over with, but we need to have to get them over with with an eye, with an eye on the prize more than just an eye on uh, something ending. And when, I remember when I, I worked on a concrete crew, prepping sites, uh, making concrete pours, 
I spent a whole lot of time looking for a cloud buildup, hoping for rain. If it rained, we could usually leave. When I worked towards my PhD, I spent a great deal of time getting the ne next project over with. If I could get the degree, then I could move on to the, quote, productive life, unquote. And when my children were in diapers, I could hardly wait for them to get older so they could start driving in 16 years. I was wishing my life away to get somewhere else all the time. I wasn't actually dreaming as much as I was looking forward to a day that doesn't exist, a place away from fear, a place away from uh, concern or pain or passion for that matter, or the work of caring or struggle or sacrifice, all that makes up being loved and loving others and loving living, I was running away from. I wasn't living the day. I didn't see the present as a present. I was becoming an expert in the life I did not have more than I was experiencing living in and appreciating the life that I did have. And that's amazing recognition for me when it hit me. I had become an expert in living the life I did not have instead of uh, being good at living the life and appreciating the life I actually had. It was um, a, a painful awareness. But see, if we, if we let our, ourselves struggle in the present with where we are emotionally, and we do that struggle with others, we can have a lot more living fully in the life that we have now. I didn't know about things like that then. I didn't know how to address life emotionally and relationally back then. I always thought that living the life I had was somewhere else. I didn't realize then that my best life was in the present. Even sometimes when the present is a real genuine struggle. Of course, I'm not saying that we need to find gratitude or appreciation in onerous experiences any more than I found appreciation in running the 2300s or terrible football practice or two-a-days. Uh, but even then, when we look back, knowing we did them, uh, if we could have been more in the present of them, even they would be richer memories. So I'm not saying we go looking for onerous experiences, but I am saying that we can miss a lot of extraordinary beauties and gifts if our eyesight is always on the horizon. Our best life may be now, living fully where we are, not missing the good while trying to get somewhere better. When the opportunity comes uh, in the past, when the opportunity used to come to me in the past, I, I can't do it as much as I wanted to, maybe uh, as I wanted to in the past. But I used to go over to the local university here in Murfreesboro at MTSU, and I'd run stadium steps. And, um, and, and I did it because I could, not because I had to. I did it because of the freedom to get to at my age, to be able to just go go feel it, go see it. And I remember, I remember back then when the wind was blowing at times in the stadium, the whole place um, would turn into a giant wind chime as the breezes would catch different angles of the metal structures and it would make whistling sounds. And I, I, I enjoyed the whistling of the wind when I was running the stadium steps. And when it was really hot, I, I would sweat like crazy. And I'd be grateful sometimes just to get to be there the sounds and the echoes of the town around the stadium I could hear in the late afternoons. And I can remember in those afternoons growing up in that town. In fact, even years and years before when there was a track in the stadium, 
that's where I used to uh, do my thing in, in high school, trying to get it over with. And now as a much older man, I was appreciating the ability to just get to be in that, that heat and enjoy it. And I'm also, uh, when I was in the stadium, sometimes I would just be grateful that I was able to return to my hometown after being gone for so many years. Sometimes in the stadium, I watch pigeons. They take flight or when it gets later, uh, early evening, a, a night hawk might swoosh down to get uh, food. Uh, I've been over there in the evening, sometimes the moon rising or I notice that there's a sunset of color. I'll see a rain coming in. Occasionally, I'll say, hey, to one of the football players, if we pass by each other as they finish up one of their really tough practices um, in, in that heat. And that's just an example of when we start to look at life by living in the present and the getting to rather than the having to, where they're fully participating in something rather than getting something over with. And I remember several times when I walked by the players, I'll just nod at them. They, they'll, they're kind enough to look, look over and nod at, nod at the old man, <laughs> probably wondering what the old man's doing over there. But sometimes when the, the, I, I nod at them and, and speak to them a little bit, I sometimes wonder if they're getting it over with, too, or if they're moving towards something. You know, same as me. I hope that they are living their best life now, and I hope that their lives even get better later, but not by getting where they are now over with. So fear of the unknown can create a, a um, like a coffin of missing our lives, of being dead before we die by us keeping ourselves from allowing something different to occur because we've already decided everything, how life is going to happen and it's going to be something terrible. And yes, terrible does happen. You've heard me so often say, that life is tragic and God is faithful. And that fear of the unknown also, that is not true. That this idea that fear of the unknown, it can keep us from experiencing the lives we're having right now because we're always trying to get out of them into a place that doesn't exist yet. It's called the future. So the only place that we really live is in the gift of the present where we can actually experience our lives. That does not mean that we don't plan for a future because the present is made to be lived towards where we're headed, not dictated by the past beyond the, what wisdom the past can give us. Hope takes us to our future and experiencing our lives emotionally and spiritually in the present in, in, in living with ourselves, others, and God is how we can experience the possibility of a future in which we thrive. So fear of the unknown, to repeat, is a misnomer. It's not true. We fear the past recurring. The future is the place where our imaginations can come true or we can grieve uh, the, uh, the fact that they weren't fulfilled but appreciate all the effort and joy and experiences we had to go to a place where there's either fulfillment, almost fulfillment, or the fulfillment of knowing we went. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it so much. And uh, God bless you. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Thank you.